1: Hey, what's up, everybody? I am here with Rachel and Drew from Retro Access. Hello. Hello. Hi. So uh, this is kind of funny and kind of weird for me, because you were one of the first people I spoke to before I even came up with the name Retro RGB, when I was just some weird fat guy trying to make retro gaming consoles work in RGB. Uh, So it's you and Jason were the two people that I've talked to for the longest amount of time. And now I'm just meeting you, so it's like it's finally all coming coming full circle where I get to meet you both. So mm-hmm. it's been many years of emails, even to the other name, just my personal email address. So so cool that we finally get to sit down with each other and everything. Yep. So, um, I guess the uh, the origin story. So uh, you were selling cables from Florida for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you didn't start there. You had like a history. So yeah. Where how did how did you even get started making and selling all these things?
3: Uh. It kind of like came about just from being into import gaming Mm -hmm. um, back in the 90s. Um, Basically, uh, the games would not... I mean, the import consoles would not work on on the British television. And one of the ways to uh, kind of get around that was by using SCART Mm -hmm. because it's like uh, the chroma... You know, the wavelength is different for PAL versus NTSC, so if you use composite video, everything comes up in black and white. Mm -hmm. At least that was the case at the time. Nowadays, TVs just work with anything.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah,
3: Back then, yeah. um, And because, like, quite often the the, 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 uh, companies didn't, either they didn't sell a SCART cable or the SCART cables were, at the time, pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Just started making my own.
1: And, um were you in the U.S. for that, or were you, you were still, was in You're still in Britain? in Britain. You were still in Britain?
3: In, like, 1991.
1: Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. So it's that long ago, yeah. It was huh. when I was in college. I uh, was actually doing an electronics course, so they taught soldering in that course because yeah that's what they were doing in 1991 probably not anymore
1: that's so funny so it all started as like a college thing where you're able to start building cables then yeah isn't it, could you ever have imagined that this is the business that you owned all, you know all this time later this is no no so funny that the the people's origin stories like that <laughs> um and i didn't you tell me at one point that you'd worked for sega
3: i wrote for a sega magazine mm-hmm I'd uh, not directly work for But they would send you review they'd copies, they send me right? review copies, yeah. They'd send, uh, like, they'd give me a review copy with nothing on the disc. It, it would just have no picture on it, and it would be like a silver CD. Mm-hmm. So I wrote for uh, Sega Power, which is a British unofficial magazine. Okay. So I didn't directly work for Sega.
0: Okay.
1: What were some of the games that you got to test?
3: Uh mainly RPGs've okay. had a whole section four page RPG review section in the magazines because that that's my that's the type of games i I tend to prefer mm-hmm. that and uh, traditional shooters mm-hmm.
1: that's pretty cool so I mean your your roots in retro gaming are, are, go pretty deep yeah. it's funny is around that time in my life i had I was still in high school and I had started a website that was all about emulators that could run things like Nintendo and Super Nintendo on Pentium 2s at that point. I mean, so it's, you know, our roots could go pretty deep in this stuff. So. Yep. So when did you actually start Retro Access? Uh, Which used to be a different name, right? Um,
3: Retro.
2: Well, well it's, it was Retro Access. Access, and then she had to use the name... She had used retro console accessories on eBay for some yeah. reason. And then right. when we went off of eBay, we went back to the original name.
3: Yeah, it was kind of, that was sort of a shortening though, because it used to be retro accessories. And I didn't just sell video game stuff, I sold like uh, stuff from the 80s and toys and things. That was in England. Okay. So the, I change, I had retro accessories, and when I started, I did start a website in the UK. It was called Retro, ac- a retro Access there. Okay. Uh, when I came to America, everyone then knows me by my eBay name, because the website was never that popular right. until we restarted it a c- couple of years ago. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see you got off eBay because uh, it's, it's a nightmare. I don't have to tell even you. Even use the word mod in a listing because yeah, they would take yeah. the listing down. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I sold a few things on there, but the the mod chip that I would sell, or not the just the RGB chip that I sold for a little while. Same thing. I had to make sure the listing was fine, and then like yeah. it's it's almost like you're you're under constant threat. On eBay oh, yeah you know yeah. one customer mm-hmm. gets annoyed even if it's not your fault at all you can get everything suspended you can get your PayPal account suspended for nothing oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so it's kind of scary so.
0: something
3: like three percent if you have three percent complaints they kick you off the site
1: that's absolutely insane to me if you think of how much stuff that you sold three yeah. percent I mean that's ugh. and the problem with doing specialty items right there are so many people that started out in this thinking like, oh, I have a Super Nintendo Mini. I'll just go get a cable and, and uh, plug it into the RGB input in the back of my American TV. And now yeah. nothing works, obviously. Yeah. Nothing yeah. fits. And now yeah. suddenly it's your fault because, you know, because they didn't know better. So. Yeah, I had a lot of trouble with those cheap pair scalers. Um, they don't work. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the SCART to HDMI yeah, like, boxes, yeah. my favorite scaler. <laughs> yeah. We yeah.
3: Had, the most problems we had with those was not... not that they're lagging and they're just generally crap it's that the plane didn't work for a lot of missing components yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) they didn't have the right term 75 ohm termination on the uh you know the selection like the blanking line Mm -hmm. that tells it to go to rgb Mm -hmm. and um when that, when that particular component was missing, that it just broke and just didn't work in RGB. I mean, I took a few of these apart trying to figure out what was going on with them, and it was exactly that.
1: Yeah, I ran into that as well when, the, when that famous video first came out of the zero lag scaler. I had so many people <laughs> asking me questions about that, and I mean... I think I had three in at one point. One I bought myself, two people had sent me, and the same cable would work on two, but not the third one. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. third one would
2: still work with other things, and it just. Yeah, because yeah. it would pass composite video fine. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is why everyone just assumed there was a problem with the cable when. <laughs> no, you just you can't tell nothing. the difference between composite video and <laughs> well, RGB. It was, it was <laughs>
3: Luma cables, would say, why is everything. Right. Black that's black and white, because right. it couldn't take the chroma.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I mean, but they, you know, with
1: respect to the scaler, that was designed for VCRs and DVD players. Yeah, it was never yeah, designed yeah. Yeah. to work oh, no. with that, so, yeah. or with games. So. Yeah, but the people it's just Which is why they Microsoft. don't care about the lag. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one cares about seven frames of lag on a VCR, so. yeah.
2: No. <laughs> so, no one cares if he can't pause it exactly right. at the right time.
1: <laughs> so when you, uh, when you came to the U.S., you had already had the eBay store. Yeah. And were you only selling cables at that point, or were you still selling, like, other stuff?
3: I sold a few modded consoles, but uh, I had a couple of people return those. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily through any fault of mine. They thought the picture was too dark. I was actually doing it correctly. The accepted mm. mod at the time. Yeah. Um, but I eBay make you pay for the, you know, for the, for the shipping both ways when people return things. C- and I just thought, screw it i'm just gonna sell cables that way if they're returned i'm not hit with uh, about 40 dollars worth of postage costs
1: right right do you remember about what year that was then uh
3: 2011
1: that's so funny because i was just uh i was just talking to our team yesterday and right at this the same um, you know months just within three months of when i started the site uh, I guess that's when I found you right then on eBay, so you yeah. must have just started the store, and Artemio had just launched the first edition of the 240p test suite, so all three <laughs> of us just at the same time, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think that's when Jason was just starting to list the Play Choice 10 mods as well for the, you know, the NES RGB stuff, yeah. the original one. Uh, that's such such a weird coincidence that all of us that ended up starting out at, this, at the exact same time, yeah. so... Um, and your the your cables have evolved a lot over the past right. eight years. So many different revisions and upgrades. <laughs> I think I still have the original cable that I bought from you. That was uh, from like a Belkin network uh, network cable you were yeah. using yeah. at first. And we
3: couldn't find a single manufacturer in the USA that would sell like mm-hmm. decent cabling. They just didn't exist. Yeah. I mean in the UK I had like sources for cabling came to the USA, it's just nothing. Yeah. I mean right now we're importing it from Italy
1: because oh, yeah?
3: you don't there's nothing it's either that or it's too expensive like yeah. it costs about three times as much hmm. something like that. Yeah. For the same grade of cable.
1: Yeah, I, I just was at a um a broadcast expo in uh, at the Javits Center in New York and they they had you know like nine core individually shielded cabled, but it was like i mean it, it, was, it was gigantic really, yeah. it was like oh. the size of a popsicle
0: you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. It was a, yeah yeah when we uh.
3: sorted, sorted out the um when we were um organizing
1: <laughs> sorry
3: yeah, when we were organizing um the italian manufa- the Italian manufacturer we use um when we were sorting out. Um, the manufacturer of that particular cable. my, i was very specific about the outer dia- diameter it cannot go over mm-hmm. was it ni- nine millimeters yeah. it's nine millimeters yeah. do not go over nine millimeters because that's too much
0: mm-hmm.
3: and um we did a bit of, you did a bit of back and forth and oh, yeah. because you yeah. organized that i don't
2: they were utterly confused as to why this was so important because <laughs> <laughs> they're used to supplying cable to people that are like doing installations inside rooms and centers and things like that exactly yes yeah.
3: <laughs> not as important but yeah we took some persuading but they, they, they came up with something yeah. that fit our specifications yeah. which is great
2: mm-hmm. and at the time it had to be that because we were using a lot of uh, hoods and things from other companies yeah we weren't oh, yeah. then really producing much of our own stuff in terms yeah. of the enclosures cool.
3: yep
1: yeah so now um so you uh, you import just the large spools of cable from Italy, but you also uh, like the ends all have your logo on them. So you, you know you're doing a lot of 3D printing. You want to explain a little bit about that because I, I love the I love how they've been looking lately and all the upgrades that you've done to them. Is that like how, how do you get them like that? You know, do you have to order ends generically and then you make your own uh, yeah, connector yeah. and
3: yeah, I order the connectors, mm-hmm. and I design the hood around that connector. Mm-hmm. So I use uh, someone's gonna like a plug now, shape a three D, uh, which is an iPad <laughs> CAD, um, which oh. is really good. By mm-hmm. the way, it's the be- It's the one one awards for being the basically the pretty much the best on the market at the at the price point it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a higher
2: price point than you are paying because you were an yeah, early yeah. adopter. Yeah, I was an early adopter, <laughs> so I don't pay as
3: much. It's <laughs> yeah. something like, I think it's $200 or $300 a year now. I think they're paying $100 a year. Yeah, And it's like, like just CAD
1: software that you run off an iPad? Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty it's cool. It's
3: specifically an iPad Pro. It has, I, I think they've now made it so it works on lower-end ones, but I can't imagine it being like... Very good. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably really slow, I mean, I, I tend to be waiting sometimes for it to process stuff, mm-hmm. so that's with an iPad Pro uh, 2018 model, Don't was know. it, that I have. That no I I have? <laughs> yeah. hmm. So I just design everything on that with the Apple Pencil, which is great, mm-hmm. and uh, then send them to the printer, which is currently an SLA from 3D Systems.
2: Or well, DLP.
3: Well, it's a DLP, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a different len. It's a different way of. It's not printing with a laser. It's printing yeah. with a with a uh, projector.
2: And then we have to sand off where the supports were, wash it in alcohol, yeah. and then cure it in a UV curing box. Yep. Wow, that's that's a pretty big process for all that.
3: Yeah, I will do a lot at once. <laughs>
1: How long does it t- take on average to make a cable? Now, I guess that you would probably have to, you know, let's just say make 10 at a time, of course. So is yeah. there like a, you know, however batch you make takes like an hour or something, and you get 10 out of each. Is it like, it seems it seems like a really, uh, like, custom boutique product that, like, you have to really put a lot of
2: work into each one.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, split as well. Because, uh, but how long work. would it take
2: you to make one on your own, though?
3: Uh... Coax or Fortreflex? I guess I the know, coax. <laughs> we'll get to Fortreflex in a if second. I did everything myself, about 40 minutes, to be perfectly honest.
2: Wow, okay.
3: So I don't do everything. Is that including the hoods, though? Yeah, that is including the hoods. If I okay. add it all up, if I did it all myself, but I don't, so I've got it down to 20 for a lot of those because you just take off so much time. Yeah. But...
1: That's pretty cool. And now you have the other, that's for the coax, which is the super shielded one. That's like, Mm. you know, if if people (laughs) need something that, if they're worried about any interference, that's the one to get. Um, The Fortreflex still performed great for me when I tested it. So can you explain a little bit about what that is and how that came about?
3: Uh, Yeah, that was uh, sort of like we have been wanting to, we had a cheaper version of the cable on our site for a long time, which was Mm -hmm. an overall shield. And I wanted to move away from that because people were having issues. I mean, not everyone, but occasionally we get somebody saying that you know they've got they've got interference or uh, one line they get audio buzzing or something like that. Yeah,
1: like in the Konami screen when it's all white at the beginning yeah. but silent. Yeah, yeah, so
3: I test all that. That's so how I test the cables. Can I hear? Can I hear buzzing over the Konami logo? Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, we we wanted to like move to a slightly more well, I say slightly. It's a bit. It's quite. It's a bit more expensive, but it, it's it's individually shielded on each line, via wrapped copper mm, wire, yeah. whereas the coax is like both um, individually shielded and insulated from each line, yeah. uh, keeping up this um, basically as as near near as you can get it, seventy five ohm impedance for the run. So the coax is rated; it, it can go a lot longer distance than than the Fortreflex. I wouldn't uh, put Fortreflex through a very long run. I mean, we've had people ordering up to thirty feet, and that seems to with actually the coax. With the coax, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> special order, and that tends to work. But I, I while I, we've not actually tested Fortreflex, but but it shouldn't actually be working at that distance especially for 480p so mm, yeah Tent-
0: and
3: the other sorry. thing
2: about the fortreflex is it actually ended up saving you time compared to the overall shield because you had to do that thing with the overall shield where you were trying to use the oh, lines yeah, that yeah. were far away from each other physically yeah to like use whatever minimal Keep. amount of uh Shielding is provided by the other lines.
0: Yeah, keep,
3: keep the audio away from the RGB lines. Right, so could have a, which like, is like a weird hack.
0: Yeah, if, if
3: anyone wants to make their own cable, that is a hack that you can do. You buy uh, you buy a cable with a lot of cores inside it, and you have the uh, audio. Use one of the cores that's like physically away from the lines you use for RGB and use a load of calls for the, for the ground lines and that way you can you can avoid any kind of crosstalk. Um,
2: not any, but... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs>
3: you, you'll you cut If you've got it a down. fairly <laughs> short cable, it's fine.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It, you know, respectfully speaking, if I had the choice of making cables or not, I don't want to do it. It's really <laughs> hard work. <laughs> I've had to make so many of my own cables. in. They, they usually every time I've had to make a custom one, it's always the same thing. It never works on the first try, and then I figure out what you know, one what connector I did, and then it works perfect until I move it, and then something will rip out or pop out. Because I always have a crazy dev environment where I have a ton of stuff set up, mm-hmm. and you know, and then I have to. I, you know, I live in a tiny apartment, so I can't just leave stuff out like I would like to. So every time I do a test, I got to tear it down and put it all back into boxes. So that's why if people make cables that survive me. They're good cables because they're <laughs> constantly being twisted and bent, and I never right angle twist them, obviously. But like, I yeah. still have to coil them yeah. back up to put them in the box, and then you know there's 30 cables stacked on top of each other in there. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't envy the the pains that you go through to make these
2: cables. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> we're not very ca- careful with cables either, to be fair. no. no. I no, still test
2: them not. while they're all coiled up. <laughs> For shipping out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's actually well, probably c- a good way to do it too, you know.
3: Obviously, we're careful with the ones we're selling. We're not careful with the, with with all the cables. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. We're really not. I mean, there, a lot of that has got to do with the fact that the breaker can just fix them.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So how, how do you test the cables? What are the, do you would, like standard procedure for each one or something?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, there's there's uh, some things we don't have original hardware for, so we use adap- an adapter. Yeah. Uh, but most things we have original hardware. Oh, that's cool. So, like, for example, uh, what are the uh, things that have D-sub output, like the analog NT-mini mm-hmm. and, like, the mister. We don't have those ourselves, so we have an adapter working on another console for that. But we try to go with whatever is, like, most similar in terms yeah. of what it's passing. Cool.
0: Yeah.
1: So the um the other cool thing that I like that you you've both upgraded to is the custom cable configurator on the site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been such a help. I can't, if I did a Gmail search right now of how many times I've had, to, all right, I'm sorry, Rachel, but here's what I need. I need yeah. like this thing, but not that thing, and like mm-hmm. make it upside down and backwards. Yeah. And now I can just go right through and just make it. You know, and it's yeah. so easy. So that, that was a cool idea. Where did that come about? Just tired. You're tired of reading my emails. I'm tired of reading
3: everybody's <laughs> emails. Yeah. And because we got so many emails like Mm -hmm. it it was a massive amount of emails can you make and it was take yeah i mean i don't i'm not like saying being critical bob (laughs) but it was everybody was doing that i Mm -hmm. mean like uh we that would be the majority of our emails and then we had to do back and forth like figuring out what the exact config everybody wanted and then just making to make perfectly double sure do you need any components on the rgb lines and we'd forget something and have to go back to asking yet another question so yeah it just streamlines it it's it's basically the answer we still do
2: need to clarify things quite often now though because uh, people don't understand the difference between destination and source audio
3: oh yeah that 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 happens a lot (laughs) Yeah, because they yeah. the they'll, they'll,
2: they'll the select place. a separate thing for uh, destination audio mm-hmm. and then have nothing for the source audio. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're
3: like, Because
2: well, well, what they actually well. intended to have was, like, for example, two male RCAs taking in audio, that going to a scart. Whereas oh. what they selected is they want the audio out at the at the scar- RC. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> which is not what they actually want. <laughs> yeah, hmm.
3: we, can, we can quite often figure it out just by like, you know, obviously that's what they intended oh, to do. But we
2: quite often have to clarify. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean that's you know it, that's growing pains though. That's how you just you know, every time you deal with one of those, change the site a little tiny bit in order to, to do it. I mean, that's how I did all the guides on my website. So especially when I actually had time to write the guides where, you know, people would email me questions about like the SNES Jr. RGB mod and I'd read the questions and go, oh, I bet if I reworded this paragraph, they would have understood that. And that's that's kind of how I just went through everything, and got to tweaking it. So you could save yourself some time by by just trying to to find those little cues that might might help but yeah. there's never going to be a one one size fits all because there's so many different custom stuff out there now
3: well that's why we've got source and destination rather than input and output because everyone's confused by that good but idea yeah different label i mean you've got one thing that's inputting into an input uh but some people might think that's the output end and that's so <laughs> yeah console
2: side and output side yeah uh, I, I don't yeah. know we could but i feel like source and destination should be very obvious yeah
3: i thought so too but i think it's just like i don't know it's wherever you are in the process on on the thing where you're like saying where you want they might have missed the previous mm-hmm. option
0: yeah
3: and then they see it later on yeah and I think that's what's happening. Yeah. So we just have to like maybe do a video guide or something. You keep meaning to do that. We don't well, have time. Yeah, don't have time.
2: So.
1: Yeah, let me tell you, if you just wanna add a whole bunch of, of, of extra stress and and time, start making videos and oh, see yeah, how that goes. Right. So. I'm sure. I mean yeah.
3: just that yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's nerve-wracking. And then, you know, sometimes you end up confusing people more by accident. So it's, you know, I, I enjoy doing it, obviously. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't like it. But it's, um, it opens up a world of horror that you have to, you know, you end up spending way more time than you would imagine. So I don't know. I think the custom configurator is good enough. Tweak it where you can. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Go from there. So, um, So the... I think a lot of people are still a little confused as to how the store works. So your, your Fortreflex cables are pretty much always in stock.
2: Yeah, yeah unless we have like some sort of sure. shortage with materials. But that's not happened yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's possible.
1: Right. And then
2: um, the custom configurators always open.
1: Probably because right you don't get a ton yeah. of Usually.
2: those. Uh, you know? There have been times when we've had it off just because we've been too behind on orders that we can't possibly, you know, keep accepting stuff. But, right. yeah. but we do tend to try to have it up all the time.
3: Yeah, because it cuts down on work for you. Yeah.
1: And then um, just the basic coax cables, then, like the, you know, the, uh, what are you, I was about to say the meat and potatoes, but like your signature, your signature brand, the coax cables. So uh, how do you determine when those go on? Like, is there a thing that people could kind of remember for when they need to buy those?
2: 10 a.m. on Sunday. Though uh, yeah. sometimes we screw up and we forget about it until today. like yeah today <laughs> I did not notice until about 10:16. Yeah, but, because we uh, are <laughs> thinking
3: about coming here today. That's why. Yeah, that's
2: uh true. I do want to make a page where it has like the times documented when we listed and when it sold out to give people a better idea of uh, about when when to expect to be able yeah. to be, bu- be able to buy them.
3: People just but.
2: Uh, when I wrote down that list before uh, my computer reset because of <laughs> automatic oh update, God. so I lost oh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll g- I need to just go back through again and write it all down and make a page. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, <laughs> fucking automatic updates, drives me
1: crazy. <laughs> so it seems like uh, it seems like you really found your niche. So you got the you know the coax cables that you know, uh, it, you know it's kind of hard to get, but you know people that. They're priced correctly for what they are. They're probably cheap considering what it is that you got to sell, yeah. um, but you still have stock of the Fortreflex, so people just need cables, and they're yeah. still good. It's not, you know, it, it's really hard to explain to people what's a better cable because the truth is, as long as the, you know, if you're using C Sync and the audio isn't too bad, you know, decently shielded, yeah. and we were like on a table here with a console and a cable and a monitor, like. anything would be good but then you still once you mix it in with all the others like the many many people that have a g-scart switch with you know all eight ports populated and the wires are run across the wall underneath the power socket and you know next to a power strip no that that's you know not everybody needs the best so it's it's kind of cool that 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 you're kind of hitting it from both angles like that yeah but the custom one i think i think that's i think that's really cool i think that solved a lot of problems for people Cause a lot of problems for you but <laughs> yeah. so.
3: well it's easier than before mm-hmm. it is easier than uh, the previous situation of so many people asking for a custom cable that we just couldn't handle the email uh, it was so time intensive that I mean we've had people saying you know why do you ignore my emails like, I don't have time to answer so like it was taking up to three hours a day and I'm trying to make cables as well so
1: yeah, yeah, that's always hard. I mean, I had to. It's been a few years now, but I had to take the contact page down off my website. And I, I really like helping people. But yeah. if I, an- if I answered every email or every tweet, or, and tried to help everybody, I would from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed be answering emails, oh, yeah. and I still wouldn't be able to get to all of them. So. Yeah. You know, there's got to be a balance. People got going to understand that you're not a tech support group. You're, you make cables, so you'll help with your cables. But if yeah. start, people start asking, like, how do you mod your N64, it's like, it's not what you do. <laughs> you know, yeah, That's, go, go somewhere so, else. The
2: other thing is when people ask us uh, what cable to purchase or how the, how the cable should be configured, yeah, okay. uh, when a lot of what they need is dependent on what their modder has done in the install. Oh, yeah. And right. we don't know. We no there's idea. no way for us to know.
3: I tend to well when I was answering email, I would just like say who's your modder, but even that, once the answer with oh it's, it's like, I don't know, Goku five seven six four three two off eBay, <laughs> it's like who's that? So I don't know how they do it. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I mean it's rough too because you know the the retro roundtable table were always very vocal about suggestions and trying to get everybody on the same page and stuff. Yeah. And Voltar has really been, since the day I met him, verbally abusing me to make sure that I always try to, to keep everything it, done the right way. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's still a lot of people out there that just don't don't even yeah. care at all. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll glue a bot in and yeah. sell it on eBay for 500 And if what? it doesn't work, they blame the cable, they blame the switch. They yeah. just, yeah. you know...
2: I think uh in a lot of cases there's people that are like listing up these mods for sale that probably have never even done them before. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then they like sell one and it doesn't go well and they don't sell another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's legitimately what I did. I mean I had
1: a couple I, I couldn't I couldn't afford to keep buying consoles to mod to make these guides. Mm-hmm. So I sold off a bunch of mine, and two of them ended up barely working or not working. And I just, I refunded 100% of the money, mm-hmm. including shipping, like I, I didn't, I, I never wanted to feel like I ripped anybody off, but I kind of yeah. realized pretty quickly, like maybe I'm not as good as this as I thought. And that's when mm-hmm. I really dug into trying to get my skills better and all that stuff. And I'm passable now, but I'm still not like, like Jose or Zach or any of like the, yeah. the people that are really good at their <laughs> stuff. But I still I still see eBay listings that people send me i just i want to cry like yeah. have you never just googled super nintendo rgb mod because all you could just all you get is pictures and guides of people showing you how to do it right it's just still my favorite was still the person who used the the phone cable mm-hmm. the telephone cable yeah. that's all they had in their house to to run an oh. rgb mod oh that was yeah I there, there's a lot of those
3: as well mm-hmm. the wires.
1: yeah exactly <laughs> So um, what's, uh, is there anything next? Is there anything that you, you've all been working on? Or is it just, you know, um, keeping we, it? own? We've just
2: try and been getting back to normalcy. Uh, we want yeah. to put out more Fortriflex versions of cables. Cool. And we also maybe want to get into providing, like, replacement parts that are 3D printed. Ooh. Uh, we still yeah. want to do a test run with somebody with uh, 3DO gears. Uh, oh, yeah, we've we, we keep forgetting me. to send. Three <laughs> D O gears. So you mean uh, like the the gears that eject the the front loading three like
1: D the helical gear. I'm
3: not 100% what. I'm not 100% sure what. We what do,
2: we what just uh, Mobius it's, Strip Tech told yeah. us that uh, there was somebody who was essentially selling them for like absolutely ridiculous price for such a small part, mm-hmm. and we were wanted to do a test run, sending stuff to him to see if uh, the stuff that our printer produces is good enough to to be used in those. Yeah, it's just and then if that pubs. that works, then we might uh, be looking into other things that we can re- provide uh, replacement parts for and stuff.
1: Yeah, the the more the merrier on that. <laughs> there's a few other people with uh, you know 3D print shops working on similar mm-hmm. stuff, but the more the merrier. There yeah. are so yeah. many consoles out there that are barely working, and the mods are so hard because you have to work. I mean, uh, sometimes it's impossible, but you could try to work around the worn out gears, but it's rough. So yeah. it would be so much easier just to have a replacement. That's pretty yeah. cool. Glad to hear that. Um, the other cool thing that I forgot to mention before is I have a bunch of your right angle Fortraflex cables, yeah, including some of the adapters. So the one that was my favorite is I got a CDX that's waiting for the latest triple bypass mod, and it's uh, the right angle connector that goes in, you know, to the right side of it, and it's a pigtail at the end. So now it's this very flexible little cable that goes around the side. And I have your coax cable going into that. So it's the best of both worlds for me. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, when, uh, so I guess you it, you would either have to have somebody custom order the right angle, or you offer certain ones with right angles already. Is that the case? Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, we have, we have listings with my- right
2: angles. Uh, we still, I, Did you come up with a better way to describe it in the listing? Because what we were trying to describe it as is it goes left facing the console, goes right oh, facing yeah. the console. It's uh, facing
3: the console port is what it should say. Yeah, You've not it's, a bit diffi- that, yeah.
2: yeah it's a bit <laughs> difficult. to communicate what that means to some people. Some people, but uh, yeah, for for the things that we offer, we do offer it either direction. Yeah, that's cool. I actually was, uh, I am guilty of that. I ordered
1: the wrong one, but mm-hmm. I thought the CDX had the port on the other side. Right, so yeah. the wrong one was actually the right one, so I was okay. all excited about that. So <laughs> that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, there's. I think the one that I actually specifically designed for CDX was the first one we put on the site, and I that actually took into account, but there is a pull-down to have it go the other way, and I, at the time, didn't know. that. I think it was... Genesis 3 would have it go the other way, if I remember rightly. Someone yeah. CDX is on this side. Genesis exactly. Genesis 3 yeah. is on this side.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So we had that pull down and without having a Genesis 3 at the time. <laughs> That's pretty
1: cool.
0: Whoops. <laughs>
1: so I, I got to ask the same thing that I ask a lot of other people in our situation. You know, we work in tech in the game industry. Do you have time to play games anymore? Do you ever play games?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. What, like, what's What's the
2: ones you normally play?
3: We mainly play modern ones these days, to be honest. You say yeah.
2: that, but when we were doing that Dreamcast cable, you spent yeah, a yeah, ton yeah. of we time playing, playing Tyson.
0: Tyson. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. going to happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, use that as an excuse. I mean, yeah, um, we do play modern, uh, modern games, but we still play retro games as well. We just don't get a lot of time. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got this bank of knowledge as well, though, and we have all the consoles, and we do have our favourite games. Mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger?
2: Mm-hmm. I still have never played Chrono Trigger. Uh, I would say mine's probably Ogre Battle 64.
0: Okay. <laughs>
3: I thought we were both going to have the same favourite one there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I um I am so guilty of ninety nine percent of when you see a controller in my hand it's testing. Yeah. So I gotta I, I try to make more time to sit and play games and I just Yeah,
3: that that would be great. You know, yeah. just if we could devote a lot more time mm-hmm. to actually playing games, but we, we don't have time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm also lucky where where I live there's a bunch of different fighting tournaments, so like I, I often will I'll force myself to well, bring a tough, camera though. and cover the event. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, I, I stink at these, but it's yeah. still you get to play, you get to hang out. Like it's it's kind of I get to do a bunch all at the same time. So mm. I, even though I'm absolutely terrible at fighting games, I'm at a lot of those tournaments now, just hanging out, playing in the corner on the ones that aren't you know aren't mm-hmm. part of the actual tournament. I get to do that a lot more, which you know, hopefully I could find a way to to integrate playing consoles into that as well, so I could still keep playing and all that stuff. So. <laughs> What uh, what are your favorite consoles out of curiosity?
3: PC Engine.
2: Uh mine's probably GameCube. Hmm.
0: <laughs> GameCube. <laughs> There's so many
2: good games on it.
3: Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For me it's like the PC Engine is just great. It's like the 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 ultimate modular console. I got really about the, excited about the Switch because I thought Nintendo's going to go that sort of direction where we just add stuff, nah. No. No. It's 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 good for what it is. It's a thing that you can play either handheld or on the on the T V, but it's not quite as fun as the PC engine was. <laughs>
0: that
3: was really popular in England by the way. It oh never yeah? officially came I suppose it did did officially come out. Apparently there was like a mail order only thing that they did. But um in the import gaming sector almost everybody had a PC engine. Like it was difficult to find someone who didn't. Like if you knew somebody who had more than one console, they had a PC Engine.
1: That's pretty neat. Despite
3: the fact it was never officially released, apart from that one, order thing that they did.
1: That's pretty cool. It's funny to hear. uh, It's just funny to hear stories like that for what people got in their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Because in the U.S. too. Because remember, this is kind of the internet was there, but like not like today. Like it wasn't. There was no Mm -hmm. social media other than. I don't even think AOL Instant Messenger was a thing back then. It was probably in the early 90s for me. Chat rooms, BBS, you know, all that stuff. And um, but I never knew anybody that had it. It was Turbo over here. I never knew anybody that had one. I think I finally got to high school and I knew I met one kid that had it. It was always Nintendo and Sega. And then a couple kids would get Neo Geo's, but it wasn't. It was not a big thing at all so it was usually just nintendo or sega over here in the in the area that i grew up in but like my friend lived in california moved to the east coast and he had a master system and i would never seen one there was never <laughs> any master system games and the toys r us or the toy works was the store that was in my town so it's just so funny to see regional and that just doesn't happen anymore. Somebody like in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, could could know exactly what everybody else is is playing and get that themselves through Amazon and eBay and all that stuff. So, the era of uh, the you know the, the hidden gem console that yep. nobody knows about that's gone forever. So it's kind of <laughs> neat growing up with that, you know.
3: Yep. Hmm. And ironically, the Mass System is pretty sure more popular in the UK than the NES. I, th- the I heard NES stuff
0: just like didn't that. Didn't
3: work. I mean, I think the Mass System was. Actually, more popular during the, the mega drive era mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just people who couldn't afford a mega drive mainly um but yeah it, it it was actually quite a popular console later than it was in every other region but it in every other region it it was not popular i mean even in Japan. PC Engine sold better. I mean, PC Engine sold better than the uh, Mega Drive, Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the SNES beat them both.
0: But.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, where can people find you? So, you're no longer on eBay, luckily for, all, for yeah. you, uh, but it's retro-access.com, correct? Yeah. And it's the same thing on Twitter as well.
2: Oh, no dash on Twitter, I'm pretty sure. Just
3: yeah. Is, is, is there a dash? Thing? I, th- I actually I don't think no it's yeah, I set that years ago and then completely forgot about the account.
1: Every time I need to message you, I just search my contacts and type in, you know, ACCEA and then it just pops yeah, right up. Yeah. So, that's what uh, I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: that's why I can't remember. Well, obviously, I'm just logged into Twitter. I think it's retro access. We you know Dash on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that's what I think as well.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'll, for anybody listening, I'll make sure the links are in all the descriptions yeah. and everything. And are you on any other social media? I try to hide for most of it myself, but...
3: Occasionally drop into Discord.
1: Hmm. That's the uh, only one I'm usually on all the time, but yeah. not really Facebook for me at all, or Instagram. I, I try to, I just not enough time in the day to get to all of them.
3: Yeah, it's definitely true for us. We can't really have a Facebook page on top of everything else. No. Mm.
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It's such a pleasure to finally meet you and hang out after all these years. You know, you were just the—I just knew you as the one picture you had of you know just having yeah, your face really on eBay old for <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. like
3: 15 years old now. That picture. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it's really, really blurry as well, so that's why I never changed it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for doing this and coming over. I appreciate that. You know, keep keep making kick-ass cables, and I'll I'll keep talking about them, of course. Thank you all very much. Thanks very
3: much. Thank you.